Hi friends, I'm glad you're here. This is Whole and Some, where we love life and intend to live it fully. I hope that as you listen, you'll be inspired into wholeness and there'll be sprinkles of lightness and hope to your life in this season. I'm your host, Karira Laura. Happy listening! Did you know that a tiger's tongue is so strong that it can remove paint from a wall and help remove skin from flesh of its prey? Say what? Good people, episode 3 is here. Oh my, I'm so happy and so grateful to all of you who have been tuning into the podcast so far. And really, in the past two weeks, there are several of you who have really warmed my heart with your great feedback regarding the podcast, your messages, some of them very long and extensive, just telling me how you've been blessed, how you've been impacted, and just congratulating me on this new venture. I'm truly grateful. And for that reason, just a few things before we get into the topic of the day, I'd love to send some shout outs to some amazing people. On Twitter, Joshua Musi, what's up? And on IG, there's Lukiamba, Eve Darling, C. Kinuthia, Thubi Lucy, Anjaroge is a good friend of mine. We were in primary school together and she's also a great vlogger. And um, she's, she was the first to send a message on my anchor page. Truly appreciate that. Levette, what's his name? Levette, ah, is it Levite Nudie? I think that's it. I think that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I wrote it in pencil somewhere and I can't seem to read my own handwriting. And a big shout out to my trainer, Peter. Thanks. Gosh, I felt so shy when you told me you listened to my podcast, but ah, I'm so happy you did. And from how you spoke about it, I, I get the feeling that you are happy about it. And also, I'd like to respond to Christian Mangi. Christian sent me a message Um just a, a follow-up question regarding what we talked about on health check last week. And I think it's a really, really good question that we can delve into. And Christian's question was, what's your take on lemon water or rather adding lemon to water in relation to acidity? So just so that I can give a wholesome answer, I'd like to first begin by just talking about this whole idea of lemon water and the benefits and all that. Um, world over, it's something that people have taken up as a way to improve their health and also to improve their hydration game. And there are several benefits to it. The number one being that uh, lemons, uh, lemons are high in vitamin C and vitamin C is really a great immunity booster. So lemons being uh, citrus fruit, they have vitamin C. And so to have about three or four glasses of lemon water in a day is the sort of amount recommended if you want to boost your vitamin C intake. Um, but for me, I would advise maybe just doing about four slices of the lemon, of a lemon in a huge bottle of water, most preferably if you're using a two liter water bottle or you squeeze a half a lemon, a half of a lemon into the water. You squeeze a juice of a lemon, half of a lemon into the water. Um, this is also good. A very good reason, uh, main reason why people also use lemon in their water is generally also for the taste because there's so many people who don't, don't enjoy the bland taste of water, yeah? So 
that's definitely a good idea adding lemon to your water and um I'd also advise or recommend adding maybe some honey, some ginger, some mint, some cucumber, you know, I mean, the options are many. And also, kericho gold, which is something I shared this pro tip on the whole and some page this past week. Kericho gold have um, some infusers, which come in different flavors that you just put in your in your water they are cold brew infusers so just basically like a tea bag but for cold water and it, you know it adds some flavor to your water so making the hydration experience just a little better in case you don't enjoy just water for its very bland and non-existent taste here yeah? so another benefit of vitamin c is that you know when it's combined with healthy lifestyle generally it can help with uh, weight loss liver function improvement digestion it helps reduce stress inflammation boosting your energy mood and we've talked about immunity there's also just the small but significant benefits like helping you with a pleasant breath um, especially should you be having some breath issues taking citrus fruits does help with that uh, glowing skin uh, lowering blood pressure preventing risk of stroke and uh, lemons do, uh, give us just a lot more than the vitamin C. They have also other minerals like calcium, iron, selenium, potassium, which are essential just for overall health. Calcium is good for strong bones, promoting oral health, preventing anemia, kidney stones due to the citrate content in the lemons. It crushes the kidney stones when taken over time. It also has antioxidant properties and minerals and vitamins are generally boost brain and heart health so this is just some of the general benefits of taking lemon water so taking uh, lemon water is generally a good thing but here's my just a couple of thoughts on this i think balancing it out a little bit is important so that you don't have to do lemon in your water every day because there are other other options that you can take that can just make your hydration experience better or also depending on what you're going for should you want to improve your digestion you can go for shea seeds in your water um, cucumber is great for skin for example you can use cucumber slices you can use mint i really love the taste of mint i enjoy mint in my water like i've said infusers as well but like uh Christ christian is asking it's true that um when you have acidity issues, lemon can work against you. There's no extensive research around this because um, different for different people, there are different results. Um, there are people who taking lemon water actually balances out the acidity. But for some, just depending on how it is, if you take lemon water and feel that um, your reflux is going up, your hyperacidity is going up, it just basically means that you need to avoid it and you can go for another option like just simply taking oranges in your as a snack, um, pineapples if you want, if, if it's a vitamin C that you're going for but if it's basically just to keep your water tasting good and everything, I've given you several options that you can go for so if it's not working for you, it is possible for it to add on to your acidity right so especially in large amounts and this is why for this in this particular thing i highly recommend moderation because in high amounts again it's not good not just for people with hyperacidity but for everybody and this goes for everything when it comes to diet and general health moderation is very very important then the citric acid in the lemons also can create can erode the tooth enamel 
right? The enamel is a very top layer of our teeth. So taking lemon water again too frequently or, you know, every day or every couple of hours may not be recommended for this reason. But if you're taking uh, lemon water again, if you're able to use a straw and many bottles, water bottles come with a straw. If you're able to use a straw, that's easy so that it doesn't get to your teeth. But also, after taking that lemon water, should you not be using a straw, you can just basically rinse your mouth with um, kawaida water, normal water that just doesn't have anything in it to just rinse off that citric acid from your teeth. Um, it's been reported, uh, it's still being researched that lemon has diuretic properties. Uh, diuretic is simply something that um, causes you to causes you to expel more water from your body so causing you to urinate more often so that's also something being studied and also a very rare case but it can happen that again when you overload your body with uh, vitamin c you can have some toxicity any anything in excess will cause some toxicity um so it's very unlikely but it's harmful if done in excess so the keyword here i guess is balance um and listen to your body i think your body really communicates to you this is something that i'm totally going to preach over and over again listen to your body if something doesn't work for you it's okay you can look for other options or other alternatives and that's the most beautiful thing about food for me that i appreciate that what you can what you may not find in a certain food you can find in another option of that same food right of, of this of the said food uh, depending on what vitamins and minerals you're looking to get yeah so yeah, just listen to your body. Should it be something that it's affecting your acidity? And I'm hoping that having taken that general approach, you're able to, to also pick that up as a habit um, for its various benefits. But remember to moderate because there are also side effects when it's done in excess. Yeah. And with that, we can get right to the episode of the day. Today, we're talking about self-betrayal. And... Um, just thinking about this topic before I got to um, this episode, um, I, I was really just giving a thought about what really this means to me and how it's shown up in my life. And it was interesting just the things that came to my mind because um, I think there's definitely a, a, a crucial part of our lives which is dependent on other people, um, especially our caregivers, our parents, our guardians. And so we grow up knowing life or seeing life through their lens somehow, depending on what they teach us to do or not to do, right? So you, if in your household, you guys don't eat fish, um, you'll probably just never really know what eating fish looks like, right? <laughs> so growing up, you are who you are because of what you have been exposed to by what your parents know or, or what their limitations are, who they are as individuals, etc. And I think that's a story for many because that is, that's what it is for me. Um, there's so many things. There's a, there's a very crucial part in my, of my life, I think, late teenagehood, right after I finished high school where a very crucial journey of self-discovery began. It, of course, it had begun in bits um, as I was growing up, coming into pre-teenagehood and teenagehood. But the more mature I become or the, became or the older I got, then the more the deeper into the journey I came. And I started to realize, hmm, there's certain things in my life that um, I have been told I should be or I've been exposed to as the one and only way to live life. And... 
I realize I'm not vibing with it anymore, really, or probably never haven't. I was doing it because my teacher said it was cool, or my mom said it was cool, or my dad said it was cool, or my friends at school said it was cool, you know. So as I grew uh, more and more into myself, I started to see some of the things that I was really not vibing with. Um, and that's that became the do- one of the doorways through which I saw some of the ways I was self-betraying. Because I think self-betrayal can generally just be defined as um, when we base our sense of self-worth from the validation or the approval that we get from others, right? So just doing a lot of things because it ticks the boxes or because... Um, it's what will make me acknowledge and recognize in other people's eyes or it's what's going to please other people, right? So um, along the way, I have unlearned a lot of things and have learned myself in so many ways which have allowed me to live more authentically within myself, right? To show up in the world more authentically and I'm better able to just um, set the boundaries where I need to and base my sense of self worth in who I am and not what I would like people to say about me or what they actually say about me or what they approve of me right so um for me there was that there was that that was a interesting doorway into realizing the ways of self-betraying but also I I am a people pleaser. I'm a recovering people pleaser. Goodness. <laughs> um, well, we'll talk about people pleasing one day, but um, I'm a recovering people pleaser. And there's some parts to people pleasing that I actually hold on to because I like. People pleasing in a way just makes me sensitive to what other people are feeling or thinking. Um, I'm aware, I'm able to see how, what people are feeling or thinking, <laughs> but I think the part that now makes people pleasing a really bad thing is when it matters so much to me what they're thinking or feeling, right? It's okay to recognize what people are thinking or feeling, but it doesn't have to affect you to the point that it affects how you show up, it affects the things you do and all that, yeah? So <laughs> I learned the ways of self-betraying through just checking my people-pleasing tendencies. Um, I, I've done a lot of things in my life and I tend to want to do things to make other people happy. And also, I tend to do or not do things in an effort to avoid conflict. I'm a pretty conflict-averse person. And the interesting thing about that is that recently in a relationship, I realized that because of how conflict averse I've been all my life, I'm pretty terrible at fighting. <laughs> and I had to really learn how to fight well um, because for as long as I was avoiding conflict, then I wasn't learning how to fight better. Uh, so people pleasing and seeking other people's approval, ETC led to resentment in some way, which again became a doorway for me to see, hmm, I'm carrying these heavy feelings against someone and it's because I feel like they push me to do or be certain things that I don't vibe with and now I just feel like the, you know you know there's a thing about blaming other people for your own um, issues that makes it feel good <laughs> um, and so that resentment again became a doorway for me to see okay am I is it really this other person's problem what I do or don't do anti in charge of myself and shouldn't I be 
in a place where I can say, ah, okay, this thing is not serving me. It's not working for me. And so I just need to probably figure out a way around it. Yeah. So I just think that in our attempt to gain approval, because we all want approval, honestly, if we're being truly honest in one way or another, we want approval. And I think in our attempt to gain approval, we end up denying our own needs and um, getting out of alignment with our values and we become versions of ourselves that aren't that authentic to who we actually are and i think the thing about self-betrayal a good sign to know that you're self-betraying in any situation is when you're doing something you're saying something you're in a certain situation and you're feeling within yourself that you're not fulfilled you're not in a happy space you're not in a safe space within yourself you feel like you're living a lie right so <laughs> if i can caveat into a, a, a an interesting story which let me just share with you and i don't know i hope it makes sense to what we're talking about today um so when I came into the music scene, um, those of you who may know, I am I am a musician. Um, having loved songwriting and singing for a while, I ended up <laughs> plunging into the scene. And for me, it was an interesting journey because as soon as I put out my first single, it it took flight. It did pretty well. It put me out there. And I was 19 years old. Mm, gosh, come to think of it. One day I should actually tell you the story of getting into the music scene at a very young age because there's a lot there that really hmm, was interesting and has shaped me in so many ways. So I come into the scene, very young girl, figuring myself out in so many ways, um, fresh out of high school and fresh into campus. Man, I mean, so this story is specifically about musicianship and like performance because i think when i came into the scene i'll be honest in so of course i wanted to fit in in so many ways i wanted to fit in i wanted to feel like a great artist i wanted to know that i'm good enough and that i'm deserving of the praises that people are giving me and i'm deserving of the nominations i'm getting and i'm deserving of the gigs i'm being called to you know in 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 one way or another, I did want to prove a point that I deserve a place here. Part of it just came from my own insecurities and imposter syndrome and inadequacies maybe that I was struggling with. Um, and these, these, these things that come with being an artist, right? So these, uh, you do music videos, you do shoots, you do TV interviews, you do um, performances. So the two areas that I found myself struggling with a bit were TV interviews and radio interviews and especially performances, yeah? So by nature, I, um, I'm introverted, but mm, mm, yeah, that's a big part of it. I'm introverted. <laughs> uh, so to be honest, I'm not always in the energy or the space to do some of the things that being an artist calls for me to do. Um, so that's just something I maneuver because again, at the end of the day, things have to be done regardless of your personality type, you know? <laughs> so there's that aspect, but there's also some genuine inadequacies that I can say I have. And I say this from a place of self-acceptance, not from a place of belittling myself, but along the way, I just came to learn some 
my areas of strength and my areas of weakness and performances really just are a struggle for me <laughs> um i used to do this um gigs called groove and tso and my goodness they were fun i must say they were fun but you can imagine a stadium full of people packed and you're just on your stage by on the stage by yourself performing thank god we used to perform um using playback music because if it was live i was totally going to bluff totally going to just burn that story kabisa <laughs> so um I realized that for me, I struggle with performances. I've never really been able to get a hold of my nerves. Like, oh, when I'm performing before a crowd of people, performing music specifically, I, I struggle. <laughs> I struggle. I am safer and happier and more myself when I'm in front of a screen or in front of a camera. I'm in a better place when I'm right here on the other side of this podcast um just by myself in my room talking to nobody but talking to many people actually <laughs> um that's my safer space so when I, i think i i don't know it's something that i continue to figure out day by day but when i get in front of a crowd and just see a myriad of people and these people of course all of them have different expectations and that's the other thing all gigs have different kinds of audiences who appreciate different kinds of things and i can't say that all the gigs i was called to really fit my kind of vibe so it would force me sometimes to also push past myself to do something just to suit a certain audience i'm not your mikono drew kind of artist but i must say that there are times i've been forced to do that because i'm feeling like this is the only way i can get through to this particular audience yeah so this is one way i i don't know i was like i was saying i was not sure if it was going to fit this story but it just really came to my mind as one of the ways i had to learn how i was self betraying so to speak and now how i could i could adjust to just fit my own needs my own limitations and see how i can curate my performances to better suit me as an artist to better suit me as a person because i used to really dislike the feeling i'd get after a performance and i know so many artists who are in heaven when they are on a stage i know so many artists who <laughs> that's their happiest place and they come out of the stage just feeling exhilarated and high and charged for me i would always feel depleted and um really worried about how it was and what people thought about it and you know and there's a part of it that's normal but for me genuinely it it's beyond that it's it's partly just having to figure out what works for me so that I'm able to uh, channel my energy into the things that work for me rather than pushing myself beyond limits that may not be that easy for me so what what happened is over time I've needed to um know what i say yes to i've needed to find a way to curate my performances to better suit my comfort and my happiness because at the end of the day i really love music and i'd want to enjoy it even when i am performing yeah um it's i've taken it as an opportunity to work on my anxiety <laughs> but again i don't like to push myself too much to the level that now it causes me distress and discomfort so this just necessitated me finding ways to curate performances to better suit my limitations and my inadequacies i say inadequacies also because i don't know i don't i i 
if I'm being honest and again not belittling myself, I I wouldn't say that I have that big concert voice. I'm very happy to sing maybe to a smaller space, something that does not require me to just be up in the energy and wow, you know, wild. <laughs> um I can say, for example, the Adele kind of performances would be more my vibe than the Beyonce kind of performances. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm learning and relearning a lot when it comes to that part of my life, as with many other things. But I just want to share that with you as just a way. I saw that I was self-betraying without even realizing it, and I needed to now realign a couple of things so that i'm in a happier space when i'm performing yeah so there's so many other examples i could possibly give around self-betrayal and i hope that as i'm sharing this you're probably it's it's getting you thinking also about certain ways you could be self-betraying without knowing and like i've said i think the key areas to look into when we're talking about self-betraying is um what are my needs and how am i neglecting them um how am I getting out of alignment with who I am? Like, is this certain thing making me feel completely out of myself? Yeah. And am I becoming a version of myself that I'm not? Have you ever been in a conversation with people and while you're there or once you come out of it, you feel a little, is the word violated? What's the word? You feel like you violated yourself <laughs> because you feel like you literally sat through something that wasn't for you um wasn't fulfilling you wasn't filling your cup and and maybe it even pushed you to do or be things you're not or even to say things you don't mean just to fit in yeah so when you find yourself also becoming a version of yourself that isn't authentic to who you are then you're self-betraying and i just want to um segue into health check and hoping that i can leave you thinking a little bit about maybe the areas in your life where you are self-betraying and when we come back we'll delve deeper into it welcome to health check it's me your personal nutritionist just checking on you and today i want to share with you something on macronutrients and micronutrients as a basic really on this episode and i thought uh, that this being among the initial episodes of this podcast i'd like to cover some basics so that as we go along the way as we start to unpack some deeper things we will have the basics in check right so today i just want to basically tell you what macronutrients are what micronutrients are you may have heard of them just to refresh macronutrients are the nutrients that your body needs in larger amounts and the opposite is true for micronutrients. So micronutrients are now the nutrients that your body needs in small amounts. So the macronutrients are carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. And then the micronutrients are the vitamins and minerals. Got that? So macronutrients are obtained through the diet, just like micronutrients. I mean, everything we obtain through the diet, the body does not create for itself. Um, and they... As we said, we have carbohydrates, the proteins, and the fats, and they all fulfill different functions. So the carbohydrates are like the sugars, starches, and fibers. 
they're the primary source of energy for our bodies and they're divided into two we have the simple and the complex carbohydrates and the difference here is just simply in the chemical structure which affects how quickly they're absorbed simple carbohydrates are absorbed way faster than complex carbohydrates then we have the proteins which are made up of amino acids they have various functions making up parts of bodily structures they are also a secondary source of energy um, for our bodies and examples are like the legumes the fish eggs nuts seeds etc and then we have the fats and there's fats we have two types of fats saturated fats and unsaturated fats uh, sources are like avocados dairy eggs nuts olive oil all of that and then going into the macronutrients as, as you've said we have the vitamins and minerals think of all of them you can we've possibly heard of vitamin a b c d k you know and the minerals calcium potassium selenium magnesium each has specific roles and for you to be able to achieve a general balance in your body for all these vitamins and minerals the idea is to eat a varied diet and i think that's a key takeaway i'd love for you to take from this segment today that in your diet i'd love for you to as much as possible vary your sources so instead of eating beans 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 every time you think of eating proteins it's beans 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 how about you try lentils how about you try peas how about you try um, other sources of proteins like fish uh, red meat etc vary your diet so as you create your weekly menu you want to spread out your sources of food to cover as much ground as possible so that you're able to get as much from the foods as possible you may get your carbohydrates from the same thing every day though again that's boring <laughs> but for you to get the vitamins and minerals they're spread out across different types of foods so you want to vary your diet as much as possible so Vitamins and minerals are crucial for every process in the body and they also act as antioxidants and in the right amounts they protect the body against diseases and deficiencies. So they play different tasks but they all work together at the end of the day. And that's basically it for macronutrients, micronutrients, basic definitions, the key examples and then from next week I'd love to just now start to break each of them down, break the carbohydrates down, the proteins, the fats, the vitamins and then the minerals. Um, slowly by slowly the different sources their functions in depth and all that so that's it for health check on this episode thanks for listening hey i hope you picked something up from there i hope you learned something um so as we were saying um you know i really think that when you don't trust yourself you will definitely look to other people for validation to guide how you behave or the choices that you make and I have found that for me, one big reason I find myself just really self-betraying and really being so, caring so much about other people's validation is when I don't trust what I'm doing. And let me just affirm that it's okay to sometimes not trust yourself. I mean, it's human, but anytime you find yourself being, um, <laughs> a word has just come to my mind, but <laughs> okay, if you have a child near you, close their ears and please don't tell your pastor i said this <laughs> but there's this word the word is being an asshole <laughs> so being an asshole is basically being in a position where you're just asking people everything and anything about what you should do all the time like you maybe you've even been employed at a certain institution um they have employed you which means they trust you to do the job but now you're there and all you're doing is can i do this can i should i 
when should I? Oh, you know, just asking people everything about what you should do just to make sure that they're okay with what you're doing. It basically just um, points to not being very confident in what you're doing in the first place. I think we become assholes when we <laughs> don't trust ourselves in the first place. So I think a great, great sign to know that you might be self-betraying or just um, seeking approval too much is when you find yourself not trusting yourself and therefore not becoming an asshole. <laughs> um, and I think now just moving on to how we can heal or work on this self-betrayal, I think that um, we have to stop really looking to people for external validation. And that's in the general sense because this does not eliminate the space for feedback and constructive criticism. Um, I have... In various, even as recently as I think this Sunday at work, um, I think I did um, a particular link and I just asked my colleague, what do you think about it? Was it good? I just wanted to check with them to just see, um, am I improving from where I was, especially because it's something we had discussed before, right? So there's definitely a space for checking with other people because they're in a better place to tell you how you're doing on a certain thing, even that they're seeing it from the outside. So it doesn't eliminate the space for feedback and constructive criticism and seeking out that. But then there's definitely an extent to which it be now becomes detrimental to your authentic growth and your authentic being when you're seeking people's validation a bit too much and it's important to then now begin to look within yourself and just ask yourself what is it that I stand for you know um what is it that I wish to be in this world how is it that I desire to show up in this world what really matters to me and this boils down again to your values, yeah? What is it that means a lot to you? What is it that you truly, truly value? If I can use my performance example, for me, I really value being happy in what I'm doing. I genuinely value that. And that's why I felt that that example might fit the idea of self-betrayal when, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just pushing myself to do something that I'm not really enjoying or happy uh, of feeling happy to do just because I would want other people to validate me, right? So I think it boils down to your values. Just check with yourself. What is it that I really value in life? What's something that I desire to achieve? How now can I make steps towards achieving that while being fully holy myself right so real, releasing that need for everyone to approve and understand and support your choices that you make in your life is very key in healing self-betrayal and i just think the basic um way to heal self-betrayal is going deeper into yourself right understanding yourself a lot more going deeper into your values going deeper into who you are in your most in your deepest most authentic self so being within that, um, being within that integrity of your own values and being within that truth of who you are, which might not even be popular or trendy or get your social approval from friends and family is freeing. I think it's so nice to just be accepting of who you are outside of what everyone else thinks you should be, outside the norm, outside the status quo, you know. 
And it can be on some very sensitive things. For example, you may be a very common one um, is coming to a certain age, say you're 27 as a woman and you're probably not seeing someone and everybody's asking you, so what's the plan? <laughs> um, or maybe you're seeing someone but just not ready to get married um, yet. And of course, people have a lot of opinions about that. And you might find yourself maybe even pushing yourself or pushing your partner towards marriage just because it's what everybody expects of you. But within yourself, you're not content. You're not happy to do it. You're not in a place of peace with that idea, you know. So it takes a lot of self-introspection, heavy self-introspection. And for me, what works for me, I have found that just as long as I don't feel perfect peace about something, it means my body is communicating something to me. And I just need to be keen enough to listen to what my feelings are telling me. And then I'll be able to know what it is, what is it that is out of alignment here so that I can be able to serve my own needs, serve my own authentic self yeah so i just think that the clearer we get on our own values the more we become okay with even the disapproval of others it doesn't matter too much what people say what people think um how why they don't agree with you and everything you're okay with people disagreeing with you um and i just think that it's a journey and so I'm hoping that just from what we have unpacked on this episode, you've been able to learn a thing or two and it's going to help you just think into the ways you may be self-betraying in your life, but more importantly, help you think into the ways that you are, into the ways that you are fully yourself. Because I think that at the end of the day is what matters the most. When you know how you can show up as fully yourself, then it becomes, um, a more fulfilling idea now in a way that you're able to show up in the world as fully fully laura karira mugambi and ain't no questions about it and i don't need your approval and i don't need to be an asshole and i don't need y'all in my business all the time <laughs> i know not in an arrogant way but just in a very liberating way yeah so there's no one way to live life as I've, as i love to say it's a journey so go easy on yourself we're going to self-betray from time to time and I think also just something that has literally just popped into my mind is, again, we can confuse self-betrayal and making compromises. In life, especially in relationships, we are going to make compromises time and time again. And some compromises definitely feel like self-betrayal because kind of that's what they are. Um, for example, this last Friday, a friend of mine just took a trip to... Okay, I call it a trip because I live all the, all the way in Thika. Those of you who, in, in case you're Kenyan and you're listening in Kenya, Amen. <laughs> Uh, so you may know Nairobi and Thika in the distance. It, you know, it's about 45 kilometers. So Thika is 45 kilometers from the capital city, Nairobi. So yeah, for me, it's always a trip going to the city and for people to come and see me all the way. It means a lot. <laughs> so a friend of mine was like, hey, Laura, I want to see you. And they're like, I'm already on the way. I'd really love to see you. And my goodness, that day I was literally just a potato, just bombing. And I did not want anybody disturbing me i was just there lazing like a colorful beautiful chameleon a stucky stress <laughs> but um i i had to step outside what i really wanted to do to see this friend of mine who had made a sacrifice to come with it just to say hi so sometimes compromises definitely are in an essence self-betrayal but again there's this space for that yeah um I really like to see things not in that much of a black and white way so that 
because life is so much about balance and so many in-betweens here and there so and i really come a long way when it comes to that by the way so yeah just hoping these thoughts have impacted your life in some way that you've learned a thing or two and i just want to leave you with something that i read somewhere that really oof, struck a chord and it said if we are aware of the changes we need to make in our lives but put no effort into making them it's a form of self-betrayal guys <laughs> you know you need to work on something you know you need to check something you know you need to work on that relationship or ditch it altogether. you know you need to start seeking out a new job because you're not very happy in the space you're in you know you might need to seek out another church because you know the certain doctrines that are probably not serving you in that space or are not right you know you need to have a conversation with that friend who's probably been saying mean things that hurt you and time and time again they keep doing it but you've not been checking them as long as you're not making that step to change the situation you are self-betraying food for thought and i'll leave you with that this week i don't have content on what would laura do as segment this is a segment as i said last week um that i'd like to introduce where you just share with me a situation in your life any dilemmas any any situations you know we all have those and i'm hoping that this can be a channel through which i can see life through your lens it really I really love it. It really hmm, gives me a lot of insight. And hopefully I can also just share with you what I would do if I were in your shoes. And through that, I guess we can sh- bounce off ideas. Um, we can bounce ideas off each other. We can share together. And we can share in whatever situation you're going through. So be, whatever kind of thing, really. It's not just... Yeah, there's no there's no definition. This, this is open. Any question, any thoughts any dilemmas anything you're struggling with anything you're processing and you probably need someone to chime in on it i'd be happy to yeah so thank you for listening episode three in the bank all right next week we'll see you trust you enjoyed listening and thank you for staying to the end we connect on the next episode meanwhile why don't we stay in touch please follow the podcast page at whole and some underscore on Instagram and Twitter and my personal pages at Carrera Laura on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and Carrera Laura 6 on TikTok. On the whole and some page, we extend the conversations we have here as well as indulge in more thoughts and musings. Thank you so much. Catch you later. Love.